Hey, this is Aisha Crumbine, and you are listening to the Parenting as Leadership podcast, also known as Make Room for Kids. And this podcast is for parents who want to make room for their children to be themselves, to live a life of promise. And we see our role as parents as the ultimate act of leadership so we can help our kids be the leaders of their own lives and be amazing, amazing adults. Thanks for tuning in. Here's to building a tribe of parents who are making room for kids. So welcome back to um, Parenting as Leadership. And I'm really excited to talk more about what exactly leadership is. First of all, I am by no means a researcher, a, an expert, um, or any other authority. My authority comes from a deep belief that this is work that I am called to talk about, that I am called to share um, and ask questions and uncover not just with myself and not just with my husband, but with anyone who feels like this work resonates with them. So if that is you, then consider this a conversation. Um, I want to be clear. My authority comes from caring and wanting to do right by my children and being really thoughtful about that. And so today's conversation is really coming from a place of conversation. So let us get, let's get into it. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about what exactly leadership is. I think sometimes we hear the term leadership and we think about all the books that have been written on leadership and it feels like this big ball that we have to either unravel or process and study. And don't get me wrong, like studying leadership is a thing. I have read the books Um, I have listened to tapes, I have journaled, all of the things. Um, But for the sake of this conversation today, I was like, how do we make it plain? My dad, who used to um, minister in juvenile facilities, juvenile jails, um, used to always talk about making things plain, because when you make it plain, people can hear you. So I was thinking about leadership I promise I get some of my best thinking done in the shower because I was just thinking about this in the shower. Um, And I was like, how do we define it? Like, for the sake of this conversation, how do we define leadership? Um, And my first thought was like, somebody you follow, like somebody you would willingly follow, somebody you have followed. And so for the purpose of today's conversation, that's how we're going to define leadership, probably for the purpose of this podcast. We're going to define leadership as someone who exhibits the characteristics that you would willingly pack up your stuff and follow because you wholeheartedly believe in them. And I, so then the first thing I thought about then was, okay, so let me, let me write down the names of five people who I feel like are leaders. Because sometimes we think big and they have to be like big leaders like, you know, the president or the CEO of a company. And on my list of leaders, um, one was my college professor. 
Um, his name was Char Miller. I went to Trinity University in San Antonio. And when I asked myself, who is somebody I would follow or somebody I did follow, somebody I wanted to sit under and learn from, his name made the list. Um, on that list was also um, Barack Obama. And regardless of your political affiliation or beliefs, um, the question that I'm asking you to sit with is who is somebody you would follow? So he made my list. Um, Maximus from, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the movie. I want to say Armageddon, but that's not right. You know the movie, Maximus, Maximus. Anyway, I can't remember it the name of the movie right now anyway he made my list and he is a fictional character um robin williams from dead poet society his character um and then my dad makes the list so the first thing i want you to think about is who would you follow if you had to write down the names of five people who you would follow because you believe in them because they they make you want to follow them who would your five people be I'm going to let you sit with that for a second. And then we're going to talk more about how this is connected to parenting as leadership. All right. So hopefully you have thought about who you would follow, thought about your five leaders. And the next question that I asked myself was, what is it about these people? that makes me want to follow them what are the characteristics they have what did they do just what what made them leaders for me and so I came up with a list of nine and everything in me wanted to have a list of 10 because you know it's like 10 characteristics of leadership well it just wasn't 10 it happened to be nine so nine it is um and these are in no order these are just the things that came to mind when I answered this question for myself. Number one, uh, they were approachable. They weren't putting on, they weren't puffing up. They, they were not guarded. They were not hidden behind closed doors. They were not inaccessible and they felt approachable. Um, they're just themselves. Number two, they were willing to not know or willing to say, I don't know, but they were always eager to ask the questions to help them understand. Um, I think specifically about my um, college professor, Char Miller. He was, uh, he is, he's still around. Hey, Char. Um, He taught African-American studies at Trinity University um, in the history department. And he is this lovely Jewish man. And he would sit on the desk, like sit on a student desk. And if there was ever a question about something he was teaching that he didn't know, he would just say, you know, I don't, I actually don't know the answer to that. That's something we should look into. Why do you think that is? What do you think that is? Where do you think we can find this information? And because he was so willing to do that, I think that ties into my number one. It made him more approachable. It made him more human. Um, And something about that encouraged me to feel like I would follow him. So that's my number two. They're willing to not know. 
but also eager to ask. Number three, they surround themselves with people who know things that they don't. Um, I think this is something that I thought was really powerful about um, Obama's method. Um, he just, he didn't need to be the smartest person in the room. He surrounded himself with people who knew the answers to questions that he didn't. Um, and that they, there could be some synergy between them and that they could arrive at the right answer together. Um, number four, give and receive feedback without judgment. And I, you know, people can give you feedback, but it's that without judgment piece that is, is the deal, honestly, the deal breaker is the deal maker here, um, People can give you feedback and you can feel their judgment. You can feel their their passing judgment on you and giving that feedback. Um, and people can ask you for feedback and can be oozing funk as you give it, right? But But I felt like the people on my list, the people who I would follow, the people who exhibit leadership that I believe in, they can give and receive feedback without judgment. And I... I wrote on my paper that it feels like it's coming from a place of genuine desire to either get better themselves or a genuine desire to help me get better. Um, so it, it kind of feels like love. And that it feels weird saying that because I could be talking about my professor, I could be talking about my boss at my job, and the idea that because of the way they give me feedback, it feels like love to me. Um, but since this is my list, I can say what I want to say. At the end of this, you're going to make your own list and you can make it say whatever you want it to say. All right. So number five, um, they give me the tools to do better. Um, and I, I think this goes hand in hand with feedback. Like someone who gives you feedback from a place of love, then giving you access to the tools to get better um, it just seemed to go hand in hand. So let me do a quick recap because I'm at the middle of my list. They're approachable. Um, they are willing to not know, but eager to ask. They surround themselves with people who know things that they don't. They give and receive feedback without judgment. They give me or give you the tools to be better. Um, number six, they ask me questions and listen to my fumbling towards an understanding. Um, I don't always have the answers to things. And I'm thinking specifically um, about a boss that I had at some point, And he would ask me a question. And then I would just kind of ramble. Like I would ramble because I was working towards the answer. I was working towards the understanding and he was patient with me and he listened like there was eye contact and it was quiet he didn't need feel the need to help me get to the answer he just listened intently as I fumbled toward understanding um, and I think that created some connection and some some willingness to follow because I felt like he saw me he listened to me um, and was patient with me as I arrived at certain places um, number seven, fierce conviction um, or belief in something. And at first I just thought, oh, well, then they can believe in anything. And as I sat more with my list, I thought, no, no, no. 
I, I follow people who have a fierce conviction and belief in freedom, a fierce conviction and belief in humanity. Um, like those are my things. And I like, even, even as I say it, I'm just like, those are my people, people who have this fierce, unrelenting value and belief in our shared humanity and in our shared freedom um, and our freedom to live our lives the way we see fit like that is an example of leadership for me or a characteristic of leadership number eight um, a deep desire to bring people along a deep desire to not just arrive at a place by yourself but then to bring people along with you and then finally my number nine my number nine characteristic of leadership um, is they spend time thinking about how to be and do better. Um, There's so many pictures of Barack Obama reading. There's so many pictures of him kind of pondering and thinking. Um, Even in the movie with Maximus, I cannot believe I cannot remember the name of this movie, y'all. Anyway, I'm like, Gladiator. Oh, I was like, he's in the arena. What is the movie? Um, But even Maximus, I remember when he was sitting in that jail cell and he was, he was thinking, he was pondering, he was planning. And I, I feel like that is something that, that great readers from me do. So that is my list of nine things that I feel represent the caliber or quality of leadership that I would want to exhibit and I would want to follow. So then now you may be asking, okay, so this podcast is called Parenting is Leadership. Make the connection, Aisha. Um, And here's the connection. If we thought of parenting as an act of leadership, how could we apply these nine characteristics? These are my nine. Your nine may be different. You may have ten. You may have five. But how would this look in parenting? How would it look for me as a parent to say, you know, if I am acting as a leader, how do I make myself approachable to my children? If that's something I value in leadership, how do I exhibit that characteristic? How am I, how do I be intentional about being approachable for my children? How do I give and receive feedback without judgment and I'm sitting with that one for a second because two days ago I told my son we were going to play skip bow before we left for school and when it came down to it we didn't have enough time and you could see his whole demeanor change and he was really sad and he was trying to be you know okay with it and Um, we were in the elevator going downstairs and I said, are you upset because we didn't get to play skip bow? And he kind of wanted to own it and kind of didn't. And when we got in the car to drive to school, I turned to him and I said, I'm really sorry we didn't get to play the game. I was trying to do this and then I had to do that and I thought we would have enough time and we just didn't. I'm really sorry. And we got to school and, 
you could see he still was like not feeling it. He was not feeling it. I took my daughter to her classroom. My husband took him to his classroom. And once I dropped her off and I went upstairs to him, my husband and my son were having a conversation outside of the classroom door. And they were talking about, um, you know, how, what what we could do to make him feel better so that he didn't start his day in this place of sadness. And I said, you know, will you give me a chance to do it over to 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 fix this and so we thought about some things that we could do and ultimately you know I know he loves Dunkin Donuts and I said how about tomorrow morning just the two of us we go to Dunkin Donuts and we have donuts and immediately you know his his spirit lifted you could see that 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 was a suitable answer and I said to him and this is the point this is kind of like the point I'm making around this um, being willing to give and receive feedback without judgment. I said to him, thank you so much for telling me what I, what I, how I messed this up. And thank you for giving me an opportunity to make it better. And I gave him a hug and he went into the classroom and he felt better and I felt better. And for me, this is an example of that ability to give and receive feedback without judgment and in this case it was me receiving feedback um, and the way that I handled that I believe will make it easier for him to tell me the next time when I mess up when because it will happen again um, and because I received that feedback with the desire to make myself better, that's the that's the non-judgment part, right? It's it's not only judging him, it's also not judging myself. Um, so again, thinking about all the things on my list, the question that I'm going to ask you to sit with is, what would it look like to intentionally practice these things as a parent? What would it intentionally look like? intentionally look like to to ask questions and just sit with our kids as they fumble towards an understanding without rushing them without cutting them off just making eye contact and listening what would it look like to 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 act on a fierce conviction um in humanity and and in freedom what does that mean you do and say to your kids? How does that mean you show up for them? So that is what I want to invite you to think about as a result of this conversation. Um, I want you to first think about five people, three to five people, who you would follow. Like if they said, Aisha, let's go. If they said so-and-so, let's go. You'd be like, let's do it. We're going to go. Um, think about who those five people are. And then make a list of the characteristics that they exhibit that, that draw you to them, that make you willing to follow them. And it doesn't matter if that list is 20 things long, if that list is 10 things long, if it's five things long, just whatever, whatever you put on a piece of paper, done. And then I want you to look at that list and ask yourself, what would it look like for me to exhibit these things, to intentionally 
enact these things when it comes to parenting. That's it. Next time we're going to talk about, um, and probably over time with this podcast, we'll pull things from that list and actually talk about it. Talk about instances where we've had the opportunity to exercise some of these things in parenting, places where we struggle in exercising these things in parenting. Um, And so we're going to wrap this one up. As you think of things on your list, if there are ones that you want to talk about, if there are things that you want me to talk about, or if you have questions for me, please make sure that you um, email me those. You'll get all that information in the closing. Thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, thanks for tuning into Parenting as Leadership, the podcast for parents who want to help their children live more promising, fulfilling, happy lives. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, please, 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 I encourage you to provide a review, write a review, let me know what you liked, let me know um, what I can do better. And you can do that review wherever you listen to it, iTunes, wherever other podcasting way you found this. Um, And if you have direct feedback for me, please don't hesitate to send me an email. My email address is Aisha, A-I-S-H-A, at crumbvined.com. A way to remember that is it looks like crumb I need. That's how you spell it. So feel free to shoot me an email. Here's to making room for our kids.